Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, Stars fans, welcome back. Ez and Lottie here carrying you through our Rebel Rewatch. We are pumped for this one. Uh, We have episode four, Fighter Flight. I thought I was going to mess it up because it's just that alliteration gets me. It trips me up a little bit. Fighter Flight. Okay. Fighter Flight. Fighter Flight. Yeah. How you doing, sweetie? Uh, Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've got my coffee. I can hear the sounds outside. The birds are chirping, you know, I feel like there's some loath cats running around. By the way, you have not seen a loath cat yet, I don't think. There might have been one, and there might have been one drawn on Ezra's back in, in on his uniform. Okay. But you're going to like, so Lottie loves cats. Yes. She loves kitty cats. She likes measles more, okay? <laughs> measles are more her thing. But she loves cats. There's a cat over at my dad she's trying to adopt right now. It's it's wild. Yeah, I haven't seen him oh, in a while. we haven't seen him in a while. Hopefully, he's, uh, he's well. So, anyways, you're going to see some loath cats, and they're super cute and everything. Uh, why was I even saying that? Why, why, why did I even bring that up? Who knows? Uh, because they're, uh, you, you can oh, hear them outside. outside. That's right. There's a loath <laughs> cat outside. Okay. Exactly. Right, loath is from the planet Loth. Lothal. Good job, okay. sweetie. Yes. Well, yes. Catching on. You are catching on. I would say Lothal is the one you want to remember the most. Like, I keep okay. looking at my notes just to be like, oh, yeah, Garel is the planet where in this season they kind of go back and forth between and they stop over there and make like a, a base. But the Imperials have really have a strong presence on Lothal. And Ezra is from the planet Lothal. Okay. And that's the one yeah. where everything's going to go down. That's the big planet. Like all four seasons are about Lothal. So we want to keep that in, in mind. And I, you're doing a great job of, of the terminology. You know, it, it, for, for how difficult is it to remember... Like, I don't know, like, like just different things. I was telling um, Matt about this, that like when you talk about starships or blasters or blaster fire or a comm link or a hollow projector, you know, there's terminology in Star Wars that you're not familiar with. It's very, very foreign. So I kind of feel like there's these moments where 
you know, don't mind at all. And, and, and I'll, I'll do it too, where it's just like, what is that called again? The little thingamajigger, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's tons of those moments in, in the, uh, uh, in the series, in Star Wars in general. Like the first one we were mentioning, like a holocron. Right. Remember episodes one and two, you're like, what is a freaking holocron? And we have to, we have to go into, to what that is. And so you have great questions. And I think, um, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy this. Okay. So we are into episode four here. I'm going to read you guys a summary and we'll dive right in here. Chopper ends up chasing a fight between Ezra and Zeb. So Hera sends them out on a supply run together to keep them from bickering with each other, specifying that they do not return without a rare Malurun fruit. The two find that the market's sole supply of Maluruns has been purchased by the Empire. Ezra's attempt to steal the fruit leads to an entanglement against the stormtroopers, forcing Zeb to hijack a TIE fighter for the two to escape in. En route to their rendezvous point with the ghost, the two find farmer Sumar. So Sumar is a guy that pops up there early on in the episode, but they find farmer Sumar, a friend of Ezra's parents and his family being arrested over a property dispute with the Empire. Using the TIE Fighter to their advantage, Ezra and Zeb are able to rescue Sumar and retrieve the fruit on their return to the Ghost. They supposedly crash the fighter. Hera is pleased to see Ezra and Zeb are more friendly towards each other. So there we go. There's our, there's our summary. Uh, sweetie, what did you think? Uh, what were your just reactions overall to this episode? I loved this episode because I loved the buildup of um, Zeb's and Ezra's relationship. And uh, Hera, uh, who kind of set them up to, to run into difficulties on their mission. <laughs> right, right. Just kind of for fun, right? You know, she's just sort of like, yeah, um, go find this Malu run fruit that she really wants. And yeah. she knows for a fact it's not there. Yeah, they talk about it. And Ezra realizes it. Yeah, he's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, here's what I really like. And I, I love these little nerdy things. Like when you start, and this is an episode for most people where they'd be like, oh, really? We're, we're, we have this one random weird thing where they're going to go in and they're, they're going on a supply run. Right. I think that's awesome because to me, you know, what people love about Hogwarts and what they love about different fandoms is the day in, day out, yeah. sort of just normal routine <laughs> stuff like that you would do. Right. So if you're on a crew, right, if you're one of the specters, what would you do? And like, okay, somebody's got to go do the run, you know? Right. And I think at the end of this, you're like, well, they didn't get all the supply. What, what, what are they going to do? Somebody else is going to have to go back in there and get it. Yeah. Right? So they, they, they still need the supply. Right. All they bring back is that one Maluron fruit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's it. So anyway, I just think it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of cool to me. I like this little, I don't know, the, just the little stuff. Like we're talking about food in Star Wars. That's not something, when you think of Star Wars, you think of lightsabers, you think of Jedi, the Force, Rebels, the Empire, but we're talking about a fruit, and this is a fan favorite, right? This fruit right. ends up being a big deal. Malurun is like this thing that uh, they, they just make up here in Rebels, and Hera is very fond of it, so it's been a trivia question on various Star Wars trivia you know, shows and stuff, so I, just, I, think, it's, I think it's neat. And really to see Zeb and Ezra kind of finally get over like, okay, let's bury this whole you, I saved you, then you saved me, then I saved you type of thing, right? They have to get past this whole moment. That's what the whole sort of episode uh, is is about. But did you have any um, notes or anything or any thoughts you wanted to kind of uh, share for this episode? Yeah. So, Chopper is such a prankster. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He isn't he great though? Isn't he great? He's a droid with an attitude. He is. He has a yeah. major attitude. He's he's a C one um, astromech. 
So remember, just like in the last episode, R2-D2 is an astromech and Chopper is right. an astromech. So they work on, you know, your your starships and stuff like that. So they're really, they, they can hack into systems. He's really good. He's really versatile. You have not seen everything that Chopper can do. He, oh, there's a lot more. He can fly the thing, right? I mean, Hera right. is like, hey, Chopper, get us out of here. Yeah. The- yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. She says that. So, um, yeah, really, really cool stuff. So Chopper is pretty neat. Um, and then, yeah, he, he, I think he pulls the pins, doesn't he, on Ezra's bunk? So it yeah. falls down on Zeb and it right. crashes or whatever. Why did he do that? He just wants to, He's I don't know. He's just messing around. Yeah. He honestly just He's is He's probably is just a, bored. He reminds you <laughs> of maybe like a Peeves. Peeves a little in, bit. In Harry Potter. Like not as much. Not, not as, as intense. mean. Not yeah. as mean, yeah. Just more to like have fun or whatever. Yeah. And they're they're kind of running around, and it sets up this whole thing where Sabine is doing. She likes to use spray paint and different. She even uses uh, explosive paint, which we didn't mention a couple episodes ago. But she used explosive paint to kind of uh, help them free the Wookies. She's painting mm-hmm. something. Ezra, now what do you think about Ezra and Sabine? Do you think there's anything going on there already? Oh yeah, I mean Ezra has a thing for her, and she's not so. She's not really turning him down. He's like, she's like, mm, okay. She's like, kind of. She thinks it's cute and funny she doesn't really right. uh engage yeah doesn't really, engage with it yeah it seems like she's she's i think she's a little older it seems like she's older. yeah i think she is yeah she might be and they, they could be the same age i could look it up but i i'm gonna i would probably say in my head if, i'm if, gonna say yeah if ezra is 14 i don't know she'd be more like 16 17 yeah now you've just got from me. her appearance now, now you've got me wondering because i've actually i've i've been wondering for a while what is her age here? So let me pull this up. She was born in 21 BBY. Okay, so that's before 21 years before episode four. Okay. Is what that means. Someone asked me that on my TikTok, by the yeah. way, which is awesome. You can follow me at Hyperspace Hangout over on, on TikTok. And uh, we've, they were like, what does BBY mean? So it's before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, so anytime we okay. reference that, it's before episode four, essentially. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just because episode four was the first movie in star wars you know mm-hmm. 1977 yep. so everything is either before that or it's after that okay and the, in, in terms of the timeline you know okay does that kind of make sense yeah so is that fan made or is that part of the movie they uh, say that too in the, in the i don't think they story. say it in the movie um i think that's a fan made thing that's okay. also kind of like something that was done by the creators i think it's just like in the in the kind of lucasfilm you know, I think they did that for books and comic books and stuff. They needed their own system really to keep track of where the heck is this? Mm-hmm. You know, and what in, into catalog years and the, the things that happen. There's so many things that happen in Star Wars. It's, yeah. it's kind of unbelievable. So, um, so yeah, Ezra is born in 19 BBY. So if Sabine is in 21, did I say? Did yeah, I say so she must be 16 if Ezra is 14. Yeah, so, so yeah, two-year difference. Two-year difference between mm-hmm. the two. Yeah, so she's two years older. Um, so right now, that's a big deal when you're younger, right? Right. So we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> In you're your right. teens, that's a yeah. Especially, a huge yeah. deal. Huge deal. When the girls older, yeah, that's uh, because girls are most of the time they mature a little bit faster and and you yeah, know, when they're yeah, because he's yeah. still. I mean, it looks honestly, Zeb. Uh, if you had to say like his maturity is sort of on the same level as Ezra in this for these first couple episodes, yeah. right? He's still kind of one of the kids. Yeah. Um, and again, that's, you think about Grogu and Yoda, it's like Grogu, like the the Yoda species does not age as quickly as everyone yes. else. So like 50 years old right. is still a little baby. Yeah. Right? Baby, baby Yoda. Yeah. So I don't know how it is with the, with the Lasat um, kind of species, mm-hmm. but, but definitely, you know, Zeb is, 
he's not as mature, I would say. So, uh, yeah, though, this is this is a cool episode. So they have the whole situation where she's in there spray painting. Ezra comes in and says, hey, if you need some inspiration, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. Trying to be cool. Right, trying to be cool. And yeah. I just his lines are so lame that yeah. you're kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that'll, that'll come up uh, later. And there's also a connection to this whole episode and the TIE Fighter. So mm-hmm. that whole scene with her painting and the TIE Fighter, there's a big connection to it later. Because that was one of your questions, I think, right? You're going to, well, we'll come to it in a second. But I think right. you had said to me something about the TIE Fighter earlier. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, during their escape, I mean, really, that first part is just a lot of back and forth. Oh, there was a scene where when Ezra first goes in and he is talking to... The farmer. Yeah. So he sees this farmer who kind of knows him, right? Yeah. And yeah, he's like, is that Ezra Bridger? Uh, Mr. Sumar. So he goes over and sees him. Look how much you've grown. So they kind of know one another. Friends of it. He says, have a Jogan. A Jogan. So a lot of fruit references in this. Okay. He hands him a fruit, which is, let's look it up. Jogan fruit, Star Wars. Because we've got the Malu run. All right, here we go. The Jogan fruit was a type of fruit found throughout the galaxy. Jogans were round and mostly purple uh, with white stripes and red leaves. So just kind of, you know, I don't know. You like vegetables and fruit love, and stuff. Yeah. So we get a little Jogan, Jogan fruit going here. Uh, I was trying to see where they were actually farmed. So they grew on Jogan trees and on the planet Lothal. So remember you said, what do they grow on that farm on right. his farm mm-hmm. i thought well hey if he hands him a a, a jogan fruit maybe it's a it's a jogan fruit farm perhaps yeah. we didn't really see anything else that he was selling there but he definitely didn't have a malu run yeah no yeah because they're not they don't grow on that planet right yeah. those those had to be imported yeah yeah so. but this whole episode the, the joke's kind of like all of this is because of fruit for fruit yeah i mean even like the, they're trying to to take over the farm which is probably just fruit yeah, because they don't want to pay for... Yeah. Yeah, they, they just want to, like, acquire it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, just crazy. I mean, we we have to see how, you know, how, how cruel the Empire just operates and, and that they just take what they want from ordinary people. They do. Yeah, exactly. So these guys... So at first it was like, we we're going to buy the farm from Mr. Sumar, and then they show up and they just they just shoot his house. Yeah. Crazy. And so Ezra's really seeing, like, oh, this is... They're, they're, they're evil. They're bad. They're not... They're not they just take what they want. It's just it's really a bad, bad system. There's no um, checks on anybody. It's just really, really bad. Uh, so I think that's going to start to kind of stoke more of a fire in Ezra. What do you think? I mean, maybe that he's like anti-imperial. He already is. Yeah. But I feel like he's going to start to witness more of right. what's happening on the Out, Yeah. Outside yeah. of his, you know, home, like a radar kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. He gets gets around a lot more. Um, now what are, what are, uh, mom and dad, I would, I should say, uh, up to. <laughs> yeah. What are they up to right now? Yeah. Back we see, at the... <laughs> yeah. They're chilling out. Um, Kane is like, oh, it's nice and quiet around here without right, the kids. Yeah. And he's playing a game, uh, with, with oh Chopper. What, what kind of game is that? Gosh. Um, why did it see. make me think of wizarding chess? It is. <laughs> it's, it's basically hollow chess is, is what it is. Um, let me see. There's an actual name for it though. But yeah, it's, it's, I think it's called, yeah. Did, uh, Dijark, I think also known as hollow chess. Mm-hmm. It's a popular, popular two player game in which the holographic creatures battle each other on a circular board. So you see this mm-hmm. in episode. Yeah. It's very much like wizard's chess, yeah. right? Very much so. 
Uh, so, see, this is why I want to do that whole kind of series. So we have another project, friends, where we're going to be talking uh, sort of crossover between like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, other fandoms and stuff like that. That's something that Lottie and I are kind of working on. There are so many of these little connections because you have Wizard's Chess where the creatures or the chess pieces literally move. And in this, they press the thing and the hollows go against one yeah. another and they fight. Yeah. And they, you know, to take over the position. But uh, yeah, Dejaric is a, is, a, is a hollow chess game. So Chewbacca plays R2-D2 in episode four. Oh, yeah. wow. And, okay. And, yeah. And uh, C-3PO is just like, you know, he's like, no one worries about upsetting a droid, right? And and then, because Chewie's upset. He thinks yeah. R2's cheating or something. And he wants to win. He's like, let the let the Wookiee win. And C-3PO is like, but sir, no, no, one, no one worries about upsetting a droid. He's like, well, a droid won't tear your arms off. Because, I remember that scene. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. That whole scene is about... Uh, this chess game so they have it in here it pops up from time to time in star wars and people are like oh yeah that's that's the hollow chess game and it's just really cool so star wars didn't steal from harry potter but harry potter stole it from star wars yeah yeah because <laughs> it was because it was 1977 yeah yep. so hate to say that but that's where <laughs> that's where it's at no it's okay i love that fandoms borrow different different ideas and and reimagine them and rework yes. them you know what i mean I, I really think that's cool because i do a lot of this with uh in, in like lord of the rings when actually George Lucas, he took a lot of inspirations from different types of uh, folklore and mm-hmm. mythology and stuff like that. So, so he definitely used that in creating this this world. This I universe. mean, that's what creativity is. Do you put you, you know you take A and B and you make C, you make something new out of A and B. Yeah. So I right. yeah, and yeah. I mean on that note, <laughs> since we're talking about crossovers, um, I was wondering, uh, since you said Dave Filoni, he's the mm-hmm writer or the um yeah for this he's yeah. the he's the director uh director. He's the creator okay. i mean he's the full-out creator of this for that Rebels. and he he directed um and wrote or um created avatar right the last yeah, airbender or at least worked on it what his role was in last airbender because i think he he was a writer and an animator he is credited with directing nine episodes of avatar the last airbender um, he worked on character design, storyboard stuff, okay. and this is season one. Like, so to start the whole thing off, he was very much in, involved in it. Um, okay, interesting. I was just wondering if there's any connection to him having a thing for fruits and fruit, fruit, fruits and vegetables. Fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's this whole in in Avatar, this whole joke about this uh, guy mm-hmm. selling his cabbage all over. Like everywhere they go, they meet right. that that guy again and, and it's always his his cabbages and i don't know the the whole uh Meluron uh, incident here well, there's <laughs> there's that one um and i will have to keep an eye for it maybe it's something more subtle than i realized but in this episode you remember there was um there's a little rhodian alien who when zeb's in the tie fighter he shoots his stand accidentally shoots his like little fruit stand or whatever yeah and that's all, it all yep. splatters yeah, yeah that's just totally like, reminded oh, what are you guys doing you know he has this whole moment and you're like, okay, so that's probably what what kind of made you made you yes. think of that. So if you see that over and over and over, I guess I'll be tuned into it now and be looking for it. I think Malou runs to show up as well. Um, there's probably other things that that also uh, that I would say show up from time to time too. Yeah, so, yeah, that's cool. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. And if it, hey, if, if if any of you guys do know, again, send us a message or a transmission. Let us know what you guys think. Is is there is there something like that from? uh avatar uh with with the cabbage guy <laughs> in in rebels That'd be cool so uh okay let me see here one more big thing in this just before we kind of uh 
wrap it up here. There's a moment before all the fighting breaks out where they're just flying the TIE fighter mm -hmm. and Ezra can sense that they're about to fly into right. one of the stone features, you know? And he's like, I don't know what it is. And so, boom, they, they turn the TIE fighter and they, they take off in a different direction. So he can, like, see things. He's getting warnings from the Force, like he knew to turn and stuff like that. So just really connected to the Force. He's very yeah. strong, very powerful in the Force. Now, is the, the Force is, it surrounds everything, right? So, so mm -hmm. that mountain or whatever it was, that's, mm -hmm. the Force is in there. Like, that, the Force is in the, mm -hmm. I was, I was going to say the Earth, but it's not Earth. It's a... Uh, it's yeah, yeah. You no, know, this is an ground, interesting question because is it the Force? You know, uh, Luke Skywalker says to Obi Wan in like Episode Four, he's like, "So do I control the Force, right, or does the Force control me?" Uh, and that's the and what it is. It's this relationship between yeah. the two, actually, and that's what's really interesting about it. Like the Force is its own character mm -hmm. in the story. Uh, I love the quote. And I say it all the time, and I really want to hammer it home to folks. When Darth Vader says that Obi-Wan is here, that's one character, and the Force is with him. It's a person. It's a thing. It's, a, it's you know, mm -hmm. the Force is another character that shows up. So I love that you ask, like, is the Force with this person and that person? There are aspects of the Force. And actually, what Star Wars Rebels does really well is show you various aspects of it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, they, they, you label it with one word, the Force. Yeah. But it's many things, right. and it has many aspects or whatever. So I think it's it's really cool because, like, yeah, did it warn Ezra, or did Ezra just is he in tune with the Force, and he felt an object that was radiating Force energy, or because the Force is in like it's in everything, right? It's in all all living things. You've got this this plane. It's it's this like this is this is a planet, you right. know? And is it like that he's in tune with this his home world? And there's more to it too. There's actually a lot more to this whole planet later on. Okay. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you'll kind of figure out. So there's something there, and you can always you hear that like weird kind of noise that when the force happens. Uh, I'll, I'll try to point out to you next episode, but mm -hmm. you can kind of hear when Ezra senses something on Lothal. Okay. And it's a reoccurring tone and theme that you hear all throughout Rebels, and you're just like, oh my god, something's happening. And it's real subtle, but it's important to pay attention to because mm -hmm. it's Ezra connecting with the Force, and especially Lothal, for some reason. So it's not the violin sound. That's uh... no, that's a little different. Yeah, okay. so there's that little violin sound where uh, that's associated a lot of times with Obi Wan Kenobi and and the Force happening. There's the Force theme for sure, but there's something else. It's mm -hmm. almost like a distant um, Force call or howling or something that's like okay. that you can kind of hear i'll play it for you afterwards and you're, you're gonna be like okay now i hear it yeah like once you once it's really pulled out and you've i've watched it numerous times you, I, I hear it every time when something like that happens so it's just kind of a kind of a cool moment um something to, we'll we'll pay attention to so yep. yeah also what i liked about this episode and the last episode too is we get to see how strong and skilled uh zeb is Oh yeah! I mean, he flies that Tie Fighter with his feet, and he, he says, "I've never really, you know, flown this thing before." I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a show, and of course, you know the um, the heroes they always step up, they rise to the occasion. Yeah. Why yeah. did I clap my hand? Like hey, that? let's all give Zeb a hand here. Let's go, people. Let's go. <laughs> you are fired up, sweetie. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Let's go. Oh um, my gosh! No, he he does though. He's like okay. Actually, even in the beginning, you remember when they're, he's climbing the wall? 
And you ask me, oh, you're like, does he stick to the wall yes. or something? And I think it's just like his claws. They're just really not showing an animation, but maybe. And then he maybe falls, he they make him fall down. And in the air, he like flips turns, and turns yeah. and he's like, wow. Super strong, super strong. <laughs> yeah, Lottie's over here just uh, <laughs> slamming stuff, <laughs> clapping her hands, slamming the table. <laughs> uh, Mike is, is super hot. Oh, boy. Uh, just meaning that it picks up a lot of. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so. I think Zeb is really cool. And this was a, a great episode for him to kind of shine because, yeah, Ezra saved him. And so now it's like he's saving Ezra. And it's like, we're even, right? Right. They're eternally, eternally even. even. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're mates and they're just good. There's no more competition and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you asked me to, to mention that uh, when Zeb was communicating with the Imperial guys, he said, it's not the tie you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I said it because I would have forgot. Um, so he says that. It's just, I like just pointing out these little things. It's so silly, but it's it's just cool to me. I just love this little attention to detail. And that's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan in episode four says, these are not the droids you're looking for. So Zeb says, this, this is not the tie you're looking for. And it's just little stuff like that that makes it Star Wars. It makes it, they're taking something from the originals that's harmless to, to, to duplicate. And it's Zeb just saying, he needs a line here, right? He needs a line. Mm-hmm. So why not make it something kind of uh, that, that alludes to another portion of Star Wars? So, because for people like me that like when you when you're an adult, like a kid watching it, it's just like, okay, that's just a line. But for if you're watching with your kids um, or you're introducing somebody else to because I watch I've actually had Rachel watch this a couple of times, my niece. Yeah. And back in the day, I tried. She was too young and I'm still trying to get her to really watch it and get into it. You know what I mean? She likes. I mean, she already is into it. She she knows more about Star Wars probably than I do. I don't well. I mean, you know, she, she does like watching it though. She even says that I like Star Wars. I like watching Star Wars, and really, it's yeah. baby, baby Yoda, Grogu. Uh, but she does like Rebels. She has seen it a few times, and she knows Ezra. She was really intrigued when you said that Ezra's name was the same as my name. Right to right? her, and your uncle Ia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She finally made the connection. Like, oh wow, yeah. you know. So that was that was pretty cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, that's just a quick little line that he says about, uh, you know, this is not the tie you're looking for, so, and yeah, that is basically uh, the episode, they go back, they had the Malu run, uh, and they hand that to Hera, and all is good, then they go in, and they check, and Sabine has finished her masterpiece, <laughs> so you're really just getting the character, you're getting kind of like, yeah. um, what are each of them into, what, what, what are the dynamics like between the group, because now you really saw that, like, mom and dad, right, uh, Hera and Kanan get a chance to just relax, put their feet up. The kids are out, right? So you, you understand their dynamic. Chopper is this sort of um, run around little prankster, but also can be serious and cares about the crew and votes with Hera most of the time. He is like okay. Hera. He's very loyal. He is Hera's her. droid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which we figured out in this episode, you got the Spectres. You got Spectre 1 is Kanan. Spectre 2 is Hera. Spectre 3 is Chopper. This is the order in which they kind of became crew mates. Okay. Okay. That, that this little crew started up. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, oh gosh, I'm going to blank. I think it was four was Zeb, I think. Mm-hmm. And then five was Sabine. And we know six was Ezra. So yes, we got definitely. six was Ezra. Uh, whether it was Sabine or Zeb, I have to go back and check. But I think, um, yeah, kind of cool just to, just to get that. So really it was just helping define... It was the first episode where they mention all of them. And you can tell that this was yeah. an episode where they said, let's establish really who the different characters are and, and how they kind of work in their own group. Who's friends, who's, who's got romantic interests and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Um, just that you're right. Uh, Zeb, his real name, I just read it. It's Gera Zeb. 
Yeah. Aurelius. Yeah, yeah. Aurelius. How do you say it? Garzeb Aure- Aurelius. 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 Yeah, and he's Spectre four. Yeah. Uh, Harry uses his full name when she's mad at him. Oh. Yeah. So just kind of a. Yeah. Okay. Cool thing there. So he was born in forty four BBY. So you know he's he's like much older. Oh but no! I read a spoiler. There's yeah. a Spectre seven. I, I didn't, oh, don't read anything. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't read it. Get out of there. I shouldn't. St- I bail. Shouldn't st- bail. Get out of there. <laughs> Not bail Organa, but just bail, as in, like, leave. Um, okay. Sorry. That's funny. All right. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. Again, just getting to kind of know them. How do you feel so far about the, so the first four episodes? You kind of know the crew now. Yeah. And we have not seen five, right? Right. So we've not seen five. We're now, important things to remember the Inquisitors are hunting. We mm-hmm. saw that we saw that scene where Agent Callus said, "I saw a Jedi who had a lightsaber, yeah. right?" And he went to the Inquisitor and he said, "You were wise to bring this to me." So, uh, just throw that out there for you, okay? Pay attention to that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm excited for the next couple of episodes and and you know to see um, more to see the crew grow together more and uh, go on their next adventures and yeah, yeah hopefully succeed. Yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> one last question. Yeah. Uh, that I had. So when uh, Zeb and Ezra return, um, Kanan asks them, so did you destroy the TIE fighter? And they're like, oh, yep, yep, we totally destroyed it. And they're kind of laughing and like goofing around. But you, ha- I don't know, you get the feeling that, because uh, they mentioned it again. Yeah, at least they destroyed the, the TIE fighter. And you kind of get the uh, notion of, did they really? What mm-hmm. did they do with the TIE fighter? Because we don't see them destroy it. Right. So I can't say just yet other okay. than you will figure it out. Okay. Yeah, you'll figure it out. All right. It's a good question okay. to ask. And so it's sort of a watch and find out thing. So, yeah, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, more, it adds more context. It's like, oh, it's part of the story. You have to okay. find out. Okay. So um, I have to live with that today. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could tell you, but I'd have to tell you what happens in the other episodes. No. Yeah, yeah that's so. fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It's cool. It's actually really neat, and it involves Sabine and uh, and those three. Uh, yeah, so Zeb, Ezra, and Sabine working together on something, which is awesome. So, can you hear those birds? Yeah. Wow, I don't know if you guys can hear those on our mics, but wow, they are. Again, that loath right cat. That loath cat must be up that tree trying to get them. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness! All right, friends. Um, yeah. Hey, also, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, let us know how we're doing. You know, send us a message and let us know. And uh, I know Lottie's over here like, oh, maybe, you know, whatever. But I, I like getting feedback from folks, you know, if you want us oh, to, yeah, to do something, you know, more, um, I don't know, like, like we're just trying to zip through these and just experience them and then share kind of Lottie's uh, raw reaction to them. You right. know, right now you're only four episodes in and really even it's hard to remember all of the names and all the stuff and the planets and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It's a lot, you know, and then, but the more we kind of keep watching them, you're going to be like, okay, I, I kind of understand this crew and the dynamics and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And I would like to know. So, um, if you guys are listening and you're like, I really like when you, you know, you just read the summary and you get into those questions, um, right away, or is it, do you enjoy it more when we talk about, like, talk through the episode again and talk about what happened? Yeah. yeah so we're yeah. kind of like, sometimes we do this way sometimes we do it the other way and right right yeah yeah i think too like it is nice to start off with a summary just so we remember 
right. a little bit, right? So like yeah. what happened? And I want everyone out there who, if you're not, because some people can, they've seen it maybe a couple of times and like, I'm not really going to rewatch it, but I'll re-listen to you guys talk about mm-hmm. it. And that is a way for them to kind of re-experience it as we get ready for the Kenobi stuff and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, friends. Uh, again, check uh, down in the description links for all of our, our projects and stuff. We got link trees down there for you guys uh, in, in the description. We'll have this up on YouTube. By the way, there's, there's a wonderful, beautiful little video edition that you can find over on Hyperspace Hangout. Uh, which is really cool. So you can come in there and say hi to Lottie, say hi to me. Wear my nice tie today. So you right. guys should chop, uh, you know, should, I almost said chop, chop. in there. <laughs> should chop in there. Or chop it out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. She, you should hop on over there and, and, and check it out. You know, oh, I don't wear yeah. a tie very often on the show. Just, so. uh, he, he dressed up for you guys today. Right. Just got back from Hogwarts, actually. So I had to, you know, I had to make sure I was. Professor Kirk. Professor Kirk was like, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on board. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, friends. Thanks so much. Uh, again, follow. Um, you can follow Lottie at Charlotte Sue. Um, she also the link tree is down below. You can follow me at Wampret underscore two M. And friends, as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And may the force be with you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.